Hello and welcome in to Nothing to Say the Fans podcast. We got the start of NFL football, AB Raiders saga continues, and updates on the biggest names in the sport getting paid. But first, Jason, how was your week, man? It was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, getting uh, getting settled back into school. Um, and uh, that's always fun, kind of readjusting back to uh, back to college life. I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Great week at work, good week at school. I got nothing to complain about. What about you? Uh, you know, it's, you know, what's the worst thing when you get when you wake up and you go onto your apartment account and they charge you seventy dollars for something you have no idea what they charge you for. Okay, so explain the story. So I went in and they messed up where I had to pay rent and my parking spot fee at the same time. And I put in money for the account for the parking spot with the understanding that my rent was going to get paid automatically because it automatically gets taken out of my account every month. But they accidentally used the money for the parking spot to pay for rent. And then I went in to fix it all out. And they're like, oh, we'll just charge your account. And I guess they charged me for something else, and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> so they just – they basically took $70. Oh, and the, the the other thing too, I went in, and they're like, oh, hi. Are you here to move in? I'm like, bitch, I've been living here for this whole time. I've been here the whole summer, and you just asked me if I freaking are moving in. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, my goodness. Awful customer service. All right. Well, disclaimer, if you're going to Oregon, then they have awesome, awful customer service. Apparently, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, we're not getting a sponsorship from <laughs> Capri Apartments, Eugene. <laughs> Don't do it. Not after a name drop. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I kind of had something similar happen to me. I, had, I got charged for a book um, that I returned. And so... What ended up happening was I ordered all my books for the semester and I went into I went in day 1 for a class and I so I'm taking four classes and half of them half of the classes uh I didn't need the books for my math class awesome that's did, always awesome when that happens yeah on the syllabus for my math class, it was like, yep, you don't need a book for this class. I was like, okay, sweet. I love it when, when classes are honest like that because there's classes where they say the book is mandatory and I end up not opening it yeah. the whole term. Yeah. And it's like, really? And I thought it was – told me. I mean, I have to do like some math problems online, which I don't like, but – because math online is a bit – I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. But And then one of my comms teachers – like the teacher got switched, so the new teacher's like, "Yeah, we're not going to use the textbook that he wanted to use. We're going to use a different one." <laughs> okay. Whoops. So, <laughs> and then um, I ended up for my for my personal training class, I ended up just finding cheaper uh, the same textbooks on uh, Amazon for cheaper um, throughout our bookstore, and I figured I just would purchase the personal trainer textbooks instead of renting them, so I could have them. Um, mm-hmm. for my career going forward. So I went to the bookstore to pick up all my books and went, yeah, I don't need like 70% of this. <laughs> so, so I handed it all back on the window and then they gave me my final receipt 
and had a book on there that I that I had returned and I brought it back to him. I was like, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't order this. Well, I did, but I gave it back to you. She was like, oh yeah, we we uh, we charged the money back. It's like, then why was it on the final receipt? I don't know. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it'll it'll show up in a day or two. <laughs> she was like, well, that's not really up to us. It's up to your bank. I was like, well, you still put it on the final receipt. She was like, yeah, I don't know why that's there. Thanks. Yes, sir. Please get out of line. Have a nice day. <laughs> okay. You're thank scaring you. the other customers. <laughs> thank you. I didn't go in. The, I didn't go in there and like storm in. Or I was like mad or anything. But I was I just asking. I was to. like, oh yeah. I'm gonna go into my uh, apartment leasing office and be like, guys, what the heck is this? You told me what <laughs> what I needed to pay, and I get charged for something else. Like, why am I expecting to pay six forty and I get charged? Seven ten. I think yours is uh, worse than mine because at least, at least, like it was for a book that I did purchase, but then I returned it that like the day I went to go pick it up. So yeah, I think yours is worse. So, and of course they're closed during the weekend, so I have to wait till Monday to figure it out. Perfect. It's just awesome. Perfect. (laughs) Everything's just falling into place. Uh, you know what wasn't falling into place was game one of the NFL season because what a dud. Rough. What a dud earlier in the week. The Packers played the Bears, and the final score was a whopping 10-3. to three. It was uh, pretty lackluster. Now, I was working that night, but luckily they had the football game on at the gym, so I was able to kind of peek at it uh, while I was teaching. And every time I looked up, I was expecting to see a score change, and it really never happened. It yeah, was the- – the people I was watching with, we were watching, we went out to dinner and we were watching it there. And then we left and went, went walking for like 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes. And when we came back to, to the game, it was the same exact score. And we were like, yeah. wow, we didn't, we didn't miss anything. Yeah. So let's just go over this real quick because it, the, the stats coming out of this game are, are horrendous. So Aaron Rodgers. He had an okay game, I guess. It was sort of pedestrian was the word I guess I would use. And it was – it's not like he had a horrible game, but for his standard, it was pretty subpar. So he was 18 for 30, threw for 203 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, had a QBR of 91.4. His his running backs didn't give him any help because all of them uh, combined ran for 47 yards. So the running backs didn't give him any help. Defense did what they had to do. They held the Bears to three points, but it's not like that was super hard because Mitch Trubisky went 26 for 45 through for 228 yards, one interception, had a QBR of 62.1. And the Bears running backs combined for a heaping total of 46 yards. So Those I, are better numbers than I thought, honestly, for Trubisky. Really? It looked rough. Well, it was rough, even like just by was, the numbers. It was he, he was overthrowing everyone. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that I heard a quote coming out of the coming out of this game. I don't remember who said it, but it was. Uh, are you talking about the uh, DB for Green Bay? Yeah, just, yeah. That, so you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. The quote was, uh, "We knew we would win if we f- could." If, I believe it was along the lines of, "We knew we would win if we forced Mitch Trubisky to play quarterback." Yep. Which, by the way. Is an awesome quote <laughs> coming out of coming out of that game. Slap in the face. Oh yeah, especially when you have to play that team again. Oh yeah, 
that's kind of mm, little bonehead. You might get Aaron Rodgers in trouble from that that big fifty two guy. Yeah, and so you and I were both wrong about this game. Mm-hmm. We both picked the Bears, and the Bears defense. I mean, they held the Packers and Rodgers to ten points, and then Rodgers barely threw for two hundred yards. So, I. I the defense did what everybody was expecting them to. They kept the Packers' offense in check. But well, them, I mean, the Packers didn't play very, very clean either. Rodgers, no, 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 wasn't clean at all. Which I mean, the Bears did did do their part in that, but Rodgers could have picked them apart more. Oh, I true. Like. And the thing is, is that because Rodgers didn't play in the preseason, I believe he was one of the only quarterbacks. I think there were like uh, four. Trubisky didn't. Rodgers didn't. Goff didn't. Wasn't it Wilson? Wasn't he the other one? I don't know. I think there were four. And the thing of the the difference between offense and defense is that I think defense can be more true to form closer to week one than week, uh, than the offense can. I think by the time week four and week five rolls around, it's probably when you'll start seeing offenses start clicking on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. So I was, I think I was going into it. I was expecting kind of a low scoring game, especially when Rogers wasn't playing in the preseason. I know he mentioned that, not playing in the preseason isn't that big of a deal. But still, I do think there is something to be said about at least going out there for one playoff game. I mean, playoff game, preseason game, like game three. Even if you, even if you went out there for a series, but it didn't happen. So, But just based on the timing aspect of everything that goes into uh, playing offense and, and the finite details that goes into route running and play calling and getting in sync with your wide receivers as a quarterback, I definitely think that offense – is going to the offense is going to take at least a couple of weeks for every team to be looking true to form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's different for the defense because the defense has schemes that they go run. And, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't, I don't want to make it sound like defense is easier than offense, but in terms of being true to form, I think there's less technicality involved. In, the playbook's a little lighter. Yeah. On the defensive side for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with, with Green Bay, this is a first off a huge win for them to get a win, a divisional game on the road right off the bat. And I don't know if you heard their upcoming schedule, but they have like the next five games at home, something crazy like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Uh, but this just sets them up perfectly to actually maybe win this division, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And what stood out to me was this. At least early on, they made a concerted effort to run the football, which they haven't done in the last two seasons. I I think they, the last time they had success as a team was when they had Eddie Lacy being yeah. the primary runner, and they actually made him a focus in that offense. So that's actually a good sign for Green Bay going forward because when they have a, a run game, when they're more balanced, just like any team, they seem to play well. Yeah. So, um, talking about their schedule, they play – so, week two, they're at home. Week three, they're at home. Week four, they're at home. Five, they're on the road. Week six and week seven, they're at home. That's... So, they get the Vikings at home, the Broncos, Eagles, Lions, uh, and Raiders at home. And then the one team that they play on the road, they go to Dallas. So, they have a, I mean, they have a tough slate of games coming up. The Minnesota, Denver, I mean, maybe not, but Philadelphia, Dallas, Detroit's always uh, can surprise people. The Raiders, who the 
heck knows. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll we'll save all that. And then they uh, then they get the Chiefs and the Chargers. They have to go to Kansas City, then they go to play the Chargers. Uh, Dang. Yeah, so they have a they have a tough slate ahead. So getting that early win, especially on the road in Chicago, I agree, is uh, is definitely huge for them. And you know, we were talking so much a little while ago, probably a couple episodes back, about teams not faring well up in Chicago during uh, during the playoffs when it's super cold. The Don't one have team, to worry about that. Yeah, the one team that probably could would be Green Bay, just because yeah. of Lambeau. Mm-hmm. But you still don't want to play there with that defense. Oh no 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 no! I I would not. Especially, I think the Bears. I heard the word "overrated" was getting thrown around a lot after the game. I don't think Week One, you sh- anybody should be judging any teams right now. I mean, obviously you get a good you get a good first look at everybody, and it's a first impression for the season, uh-huh. but. You know, I do think that they'll shape up, and I still think the Bears are – I mean, well, I'll ask you this question. Do you think the Bears are going to win that division still, or do you think Green Bay is going to win that division? Um, I definitely have to look at Chicago's schedule because when you listed Green Green Bay's, they, they got a tough slate of games. Well, it'll be similar because they play – They play the same d- divisions yeah, pretty much. So it'll be similar. They'll have pretty much all the same teams. I think they're going to figure it out because this is what happened last year. Trubisky started off slow and then he just caught fire. Yeah. Well, so going forward week two, the bears have Broncos. Well, just going forward. So Broncos, Redskins, Vikings, Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Eagles, Lions, Rams, Giants, Lions, Cowboys, Packers, and Chiefs, Vikings. So jeez. It like that's that schedule for both of them for the Packers and the Bears is super unfriendly. A nine and seven team might win this division, possibly. Possibly, everyone's saying that the Vikings are back to form. Yeah, and they get them twice. They get the Saints. They have the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. I'd say I say Green Bay edges out Chicago. I'm not sure. I I would like I I have a tough time picking, and I'm, and I just said recent uh, like two minutes ago that I really wouldn't judge any team so far. So I'll stick with Chicago just because I don't want to contradict myself. But I mean, they were my going to the Super. Bowl. They were my NFC champion. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were. Yeah, yeah, they were. So, I just feeling good about did not that. Look good. <laughs> I heard he was the betting favorite going into this season. Down in Vegas, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now, everybody last night who bet on him went okay. Like, do you think Green Bay's defense was like that good? Or I see. That's what Chicago I'm saying. I don't know that many plays. I had mentioned that Green Bay's defense got better, but who knows if they're actually that good? I think it, like I, holding that team to three points. I feel like Chicago shot themselves in the foot too many times well both teams had 10 penalties the the flags were flying yeah there was a had a good game and there were a lot of yellow there was a lot of yellow look look for that guys this weekend there's gonna be some penalty in the whole um you can challenge 
pass interference now? Yeah. And that look for the sky cam too. The sky cam's gonna make an appearance. It made an oh, appearance. My goodness. It made an appearance uh, in the preseason for a whole game. It was kind of interesting. I they said they were gonna use it sparingly, and if they just do it sparingly, I think it'd be totally fine because it was an interesting angle. Because mm-hmm. you could see all like all twenty six. Everybody on the field, you could see them the entire time. So it was kind of cool being able to watch all the plays develop like that. But I wouldn't want it for an entire entire season if every game was like that. But if they do sparingly with that sky cam, I think it'll work out just fine. So that was the uh, opener for the 2019 NFL season. And it was a dud. <laughs> yeah. And you can make that noise again for everything that's going on in Oakland right now. Because... I dropped this line to Sam earlier in the week. It was Antonio Brown or Pennywise the Clown because I'm not really sure uh, the difference between the two right now. Because let's see, they're both clowns. Well, Pennywise actually right. shows up. Pennywise does actually show up. Yeah, but you know what? They both cause terror everywhere they go. And right now, uh, Antonio Brown is just wreaking havoc in Oakland right now. So for those of you who are not – uh, in tune with the Raiders, which would probably be a lot of people. But even if you're not in tune with the Raiders, you probably have heard the absolute uh, dumpster fire that is uh, Oakland right now when it, com- when it comes to Antonio Wait, Brown. Wait, should we, should we save this for the second segment? Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll make it quick real quick. We'll have yeah. it bleed over a little bit. Right. So it's just basically Antonio Brown, uh, he met – so what had happened was the Raiders general manager, Mike Mayock, had fined Antonio Brown for not being at training camp. Reasonable. Abs- yeah, reasonable. <laughs> for not showing up to his job. Yeah, like that's <laughs> totally, totally fine. And well, Antonio he, Brown so – well, He fined him for not going to practice during the whole helmet saga. Yeah. Which I guess we all assumed he was cleared for, but the Raiders didn't clear him for that. Yeah. And – he got fined for missing a walkthrough when they went up to Winnipeg, which he was on that trip. Yeah. Which is like, what else were you doing? So in Winnipeg, Canada. Yeah. So in any other job in the world, you probably would have gotten fired at that point. But he's getting he was getting fined, which was totally reasonable. I think the entire world went, yeah, okay, yeah, that's if, if that was didn't to get be expected. Fired for the, that stuff, he definitely got fired for what recently happened. Oh my would've. gosh! Yeah, yeah, he would have. So. And he and just sticking with that, he hasn't yet. So, um, so he got fined, mm-hmm. and then Antonio Brown just decided to complain. Yeah, naturally go all diva on the Raiders. And there was there was a report that came out that there was a confrontation between Antonio Brown. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you skipping a little bit? He posted on IG the the letter the. Like oh, true. You're right. Official letter that Mike Mayock sent. True. Which under the CBA. Now, a team has to send this formal letter to a player when they find them to let them know what they're like. That is certified NFL Raiders yeah. confidential stuff, and he tweeted it mm-hmm. to his followers on a public IG post, and then captioned it: "The Raiders hate me; they're not on my side." Type of thing. Like, I got paid, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Is the gist. So he put it on Twitter and he put it on Instagram. And then there was a confrontation between Antonio Brown and Mike Mayock in person where Antonio apparently, whether he was actually going to do it or not, did say he was going to like punch Mike Mayock in the face. He he wanted to. He wanted to. 
And then he proceeded to punt a football, which apparently he had in his hand, and turned around to Mike Mayock and said, fine me for that. And then, and then, even when it seemed like it couldn't get any worse, it couldn't get any worse. Sam, go ahead. You explain the rest. What was the the phone call between Sean and Antonio? So you listened to that? I did. And guys, we... We um, what's the what's the word? We I guess advise or en- encourage. We encourage, encourage. You guys to, go, to go look up this tape. So apparently, someone got a hold of a taped message, a phone call between John Gruden, the coach of the Raiders, and Antonio Brown, and it's it's pretty telling. What's it was going on. Yeah, and. Without getting into too much detail about it, because I both of us would just recommend you listening to it. It was basically John Gruden calling Antonio Brown, going, "A, where the heck are you?" <laughs> him, Antonio, uh, him asking Antonio if he wanted to be a Raider, and then Antonio saying, "Well, yeah, I want to be a Raider." But he said it like fifty times. Yeah, do you guys want me to be a Raider? And then Gruden proceeded to be like, "Just come play football." <laughs> Like, enough with this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there was that part. So, John, John was – John's Antonio's biggest supporter. Oh, 100%. In all of this. He's – through hard knocks, he's had nothing but great things to say about Antonio. Nothing but great things. And in that call, John's calling Antonio as a friend, it comes off as. And he's like, hey, Antonio, like, who cares about all this hate – because Antonio called, like, the first thing he says is, like, all these guys are making me a villain. Villain um, in like, the media, yeah. And then Gruden's just like, hey, it doesn't matter what they say. Like, they're all going to have opinions. You're a football player. And then Antonio corrects them and is like, man, I'm a, I'm a person. I'm bigger than a football player. If I'm your head coach and I haven't seen you played yet and you haven't been committed to football for me and that's what we're paying you for, I don't want that to come out of your mouth. Yeah. I'm so like, – no, you're. We have Denver this Monday. You're a football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll let this bleed over into um, into uh, well, I guess this is eleven point one. So we'll let it bleed over into eleven point two, and we'll give our opinions about everything that's been going on. But uh, we would encourage you to listen to the phone call, uh, and especially it would give you more context to what we're talking about, and then how, uh, and then our opinions uh, in eleven point two. But a lot's going on with Antonio Brown right now. We'll uh, we'll give our thoughts on eleven point two, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll roll this right over. So thank you guys for listening to eleven point one. We're gonna uh, roll over into eleven point two.